All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Ah, we're back. We're back. It is a Monday. It is All-Star Weekend. The Oilers went into the break on a high note. Let's get into everything with the lead. I'm also back from the Tourism Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament, which was just a great damn time. It was so much fun. We had the Flames Nation guys out there, Frank from Daily Faceoff, Adam Seaborn, our guy from Playmaker. Um, it was a wild weekend. Made a lot of new friends in Jasper. The Flames Nation guys were just a great time as well. We went toe-to-toe with teams flame with Team Flames Nation. If you want more on that, the episode of Real Life from this weekend was tremendous. Um, and yeah, it was awesome. Like, I mean, look at this. Aaron will flash up a little photo here. It is like playing hockey in heaven, man. Like you're on the pond right in the middle of the Fairmont JPL. The mountains in the background. The ice is awesome. It's just the clean mountain air in the morning. All of it was so good. Tourism Jasper absolutely killed it as always. CHE hockey was unbelievable as well. The Fairmont JPL was beautiful, as beautiful as ever. And we had a great time. Um, I also got a puck off my face. So if I'm talking weird, you can see, you can see the easy little nick there. Little Nick there. There's also video of it up on my Twitter, which I think is hilarious as well. Um, Oilers Nation every day, though. Happy to be back inside the Sports Closet studio, where it's a little bit warmer than it was outside in Jasper. Sportscloset.ca. They carry nation gear. They carry reverse retro gear. Or if you're an Eagles or a Chiefs fan, they're going to have some Super Bowl gear as well. It was a good weekend of NFL football. Uh, We are live on the Nation Network YouTube, where our guy Sergeant Battle is the first one in the chat. There are so many good things about Saturday to talk about, but let me start off with the Berlin Wall. Such a classy move by the Oilers, and that really is the story that deserves to be the lead. Not only the feel-good moment of the weekend, not even the feel-good moment of the year for the Oilers, 
probably one of the best moments you'll see in the NHL this entire season. I would imagine you've all seen it by now. But we have uh, Aaron run that video because I just want to I want to walk through. I want the one of the montage. Give me the Berlin NHL appearance montage. Yeah, that's the one I want. Seven three game, two and a half minutes to go. I'll tell you everything I love about this one. The shot of him stretching in the tunnel was great. I love how Woodcroft tells him he's going in in like the most serious way ever as well. He wasn't laughing or anything. He gave him the full experience of getting pulled into an NHL game. The ovation from the crowd, unbelievable. We had our watch party in Jasper. It erupted in cheers when they finally put in Matt Berlin. Uh, This is a guy played his junior hockey or a lot of it with the Sherwood Park Crusaders. This is a guy who plays right now with the University of Alberta and the Golden Bears. He got to make a save. He didn't give up a goal, so he's a clean one for one. And as our guy Waz pointed out, he is now at the very top NHL all-time save percentage as uh, the goalie with whose name starts the earliest in the alphabet, who Mm -hmm. has a thousand career save percentage. The high fives, the hugs after the game, him and Jack Campbell. That was great. All of it was just such an awesome moment. Perfect. An unblemished moment in the game, in the season. Liam, you obviously know Matt Berlin from your time with the crew as well. What was going through your mind getting to watch him do this? Just kind of, so I was at a bar as well and there was no sound. And then I saw him warming up and I was texting my dad. I was like, is he going in the game? <laughs> and, and then, yeah, like you said, like your watch party kind of all clapping, like the bar I was at, everyone started clapping as well and was like pumped to see him go in. So it's just like, it's really cool, honestly, just to see him and like gives you kind of goosebumps because we know him, of course. Yeah. Right? yeah, we've talked with him before in our time covering junior hockey. Can I also talk about one? His interview is great, but the balls on the kid to give the crowd a little like I can <laughs> yeah. hear you in the like you've been in the NHL for two minutes. You are getting like this crazy moment. You make a save and you have like the presence of mind. Like, yeah, just throw it up. Come on. I got you, Edmonton. (laughs) It was, it was great. Um, the difference here as well, because I saw some people wondering this, you know, you aren't technically allowed to put in an e-bug unless you're forced to. Yes. But he wasn't. He wasn't technically an e-bug in this hockey game. He was signed to an amateur tryout earlier on in the day because they knew Stuart Skinner was sick and they knew Matt Berlin would have to play. Personally, I hope this leads to like whenever we get a situation like this, you need a perfect recipe for it to happen. You need to be blowing out the team. You need to get a whistle late in the game and all of that lined up because, I mean, let's be honest, if there was a situation where there just wasn't a whistle for the last two minutes, you wouldn't have gone in. You wouldn't have gotten a chance to go in. So everything lined up perfectly. I love that the Oilers did this. I love that the Oilers players took a step forward and were like, hey, let's give this kid a shot. I love that the coaching staff played ball as well because it would have been easy for them to be like, guys, no, come on, focus up, finish out the game. We're not doing any of this stuff. But you're heading into the all-star break. Why not give your team a moment like this? And why not give Matt Berlin a moment like this? Uh, Just all of it was great. Yeah, and like you said, I think my favorite, Paul, was the fact that this was the players who initiated this whole idea and then everyone just kind of bought into it. Like there was, I'm sure, I think it was Connor that said, or maybe yeah. Woodcroft that they went over and asked Campbell and he was like, absolutely. Like, let's get this going. Yeah. It's just awesome. Like, it's just really cool. And then the fact of like after the game, or maybe it was before he's like, yeah, I was studying for a midterm. And then all of a sudden I'm going on the bench for the Edmonton Oilers. It's crazy. And the fact too, that he is a Southside athletic club player from that U15 team with Skinner, Hamlin, and Tyler Benson. Nuts. The fourth player from that team to make an appearance for the Edmonton Oilers. Unbelievable. It's great. Uh, here is Matt Berlin post-game uh, in his scrum. 
At about like 4.30 p.m. I got up. He texted me again. It's a change of plans. We're actually backing up tonight. <laughs> so then I'm actually sitting there doing homework and my heart rate spikes. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> so then yeah, it was a bit of a whirlwind of a day getting reorganized, getting ready, getting down here. But it was unbelievable. Uh, everyone was so welcome when I came in. The players, everybody. So it was unbelievable. What class were you doing homework for? Uh, I was studying for uh, psychology. <laughs> Midterm on Monday. Are you going to get an extension or anything? I don't know. Well, I might have to ask. <laughs> I was uh, texting our boy, Connor Hood, who runs the media department at the University of Alberta. Um, obviously, I'm the play-by-play -play voice of the Golden Bears, so I'm very familiar with Matt Berlin and his game and that uh, green setup he's got going on. Our producer, Aaron, is also a producer on those broadcasts. Mm -hmm. This show has a lot of ties to Matt Berlin yeah. and the Golden Bears, which is part of the reason I'm so excited we get to talk about this. Uh, but I texted Connor Hood, and I was like, hey, I'm trying to get Matt Berlin on this show today. Like, can we make it happen? And he just goes, dude, my phone has been blowing up nonstop for like two days now or a day and a half now. Everyone wants to get a hold of him. He has a midterm at 10 a.m. today. Like, <laughs> he cannot do media. He needs to go to class. And I just think that's like the funny part as well is we're all sitting here obsessed with what this guy just did in an NHL game, obsessed with this moment. And Matt Berlin's like, I need to study. And there was a <laughs> yeah. big scrum at practice today for the Golden Bears with him as well. Um, but it was just all good. <laughs> Davin says he just said he was fixing his strap. I ain't buying it. I'm giving Matt Berlin <laughs> the credit for, for doing that because I absolutely love it. There's, um, uh, so there's one other small connection I want to talk about. Yeah. So there was a picture that was taken and this only happened recently. I'll give him a quick shout out. But a picture of Matt Berlin when he's kind of like in his full stance and you get the full gear and it was taken by Target Photography who is the Sherwood Park Crusaders oh. team photographer. And that was like one of his first NHL games that he got to do. And yeah, he was the one who like took oh, a picture of him. That is La Lawrence was there. So shout out to Lawrence. Too. Lawrence is a great guy. Yeah. Always helped us out when we covered the crew and getting yeah. photos we needed for articles and stuff. So I just love this. And again, like a local kid getting to do this. Yeah. And Aaron, you can flash up this one of D. Ryan and Maddie Berlin. Two University of Alberta Golden Bears getting to share a moment after uh, Berlin makes his appearance as well. It's just awesome stuff. Like there's just so many great layers to this story. And it just, one, left you with a big smile on your face because the Oilers win and he got to do this. He got mm -hmm. the vest after the game for being the team's MVP as well. It was cool. He got the after hours interview, yeah. which means he gets to keep his uh, the towel, the towel yeah. the Hockey in Canada towel. Like that thing would be framed in my basement for the rest of my life. And he killed the interview as well. Like yeah. he wasn't camera shy or anything. Mm -hmm. Like he was just great. He knocked it out of the park. I like to believe it's from all the media training I gave him when I was in charge of the mm -hmm. media department at Show Park. But yeah, just, just so cool. Just so cool. I, they, were you at game two of the North Division final when the arena like gave him like an ovation no no oh it was unbelievable it's the only time i've heard the show park arena erupt with like a player's name and everyone's like bully oh it was so cool i love go. it i love it uh matt berlin without a doubt the big topic for today's show heading back into the chat uh some people you know there was some talk on Twitter, and I know you guys are discussing it, or you were earlier on in the chat, about like, oh, is it disrespectful, blah, 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 blah. No. If you're the Chicago Blackhawks and you don't like it, don't go down by four goals, and you won't yeah. have this happen. And again, it was a unique circumstance where everything lined up. There was, let's be honest, there was nothing disrespectful about this oh. at all. It's given a guy a great moment, and it maybe even, maybe in the moment, you're like slightly annoyed if you're on that Hawks bench, because you're like, really? Like, we're getting beaten up. And you're going to go do this. But I think once the clarity of, of the moment kind of settles in, 
I don't think any Chicago Blackhawks players are going to be mad about the way that was handled at all. No, I think even Spectum tweeted out last night. He spoke to people on Chicago and they were like, yeah, we did not feel that way. Yeah. For a second. I think it's just, you read the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is what it is that you're not coming back. Equipment managers were already packing up. The, they were halfway on the plane. Yeah. So, and yeah, again, yeah, there's not, two and a half minutes deal. left. It's not yeah. like you can possibly blow that hot. Exactly. Um, Dukes is in our boy. Berlin Wall icing on the cake for an excellent night for Oilers fans. Finally won in those tarps too. The reverse retro is no longer cursed. It took them till their final time <laughs> this season wearing them, but they finally got a win. Troy DeVisser, Kane scored. Yep. That was another good moment as well. Uh, what else do we got going on? Peter King says, not looking forward to all this time between games. No, we have 10 more days to go, I think, until we get to see an Oilers hockey game again. Yeah, so should we review the schedule for this week quickly? So we're, what's our show plan? Okay, today we are live because yes. you know, we are literally live right now. Uh, tomorrow we're going to do same thing, live at noon. Okay, I'll be there. Wednesday, no show because I got to fly from Edmonton to Toronto, Toronto to Fort Lauderdale for the NHL All-Star Game, which is going to be a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. So Wednesday, no show. Thursday, I'll be live in Fort Lauderdale for the show. And then after that, I'm going out to Media Day. I'll get a chance to chat with all the Oilers, Skinner, McDavid, Dreisaitl. I'll get a bunch of clips ready and I'll be back on Friday to uh, let you know what I heard. We'll talk more All-Star Game stuff. So just no show Wednesday, live from Florida noon mountain time on thursday and friday and yeah that's gonna be the schedule for the week i'm putting you on the spot but do we have frank this week on probably frank not. tomorrow tomorrow okay yep. sounds good so we'll have frank on the show tomorrow um we'll chat about a few other things there's some interesting oilers rumors floating around there right mm. now and we'll maybe get into a little bit of that uh later on today on the show uh what else do we got going on here Live on Nation Network YouTube, hammer the like button if you're watching the show right now. Tyler Mulek, hello, great weekend. Love the big ovation from the fans. Absolutely. And uh, Tyler Mulek points out in that post-game interview, he says, because he played against Caleb Jones in the Western League, he says, I've seen his shot before, which is such a great little tongue-in-cheek answer to the question when Scott Oak's like, take me through the save. He's a uh, WHL champion, Matt Berlin. So when Seattle won a few Mm -hmm. years ago with Barzell, Berlin, I believe, was the fourth-string goalie but so many players kept getting injured that he had to play an actual like role in the championship run. So I don't know mm-hmm. if he's down as a Memorial Cup champion, but I'm pretty sure they won the Memorial Cup that year too, didn't he? He's definitely a WHL champion. Yeah, he's I a- know that. So this isn't just a guy they picked off the street. This guy is, he's got some he's records. Legit. He's, he's legit. He's legit. Um, and he is their like day-to-day e-bug as yeah. well. Um, like I saw him when I was up covering a couple of games last season in the press box. I'd always bump into him walking around. Um, yeah, you're right. He did... I'm looking at his playoff stats right now. He made, yeah, he would have backed up that year. You're yeah. right. Hmm. Interesting played, stuff. Played for the crew the year after. Played for the crew the year after. He won 10 games in a row in a Crusaders uniform. I can count on you to always bring me the Crusaders facts we I, need to get through a show. I got it all. I got it all. It's a slow week. Don't worry. I got everything you need to know about Matt Boleyn. His brother's my physio. There you go. The connections <laughs> just run way too deep. Uh, Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Rusty says he absolutely loves it. Dayton, our boy who said last week that he was driving into Edmonton for the game on Saturday. What a game to get a chance mm-hmm. to go to. The Oilers light them up. McDavid and Drysdale will do their thing. You get to see like a wildly unique moment as well. Dayton Zins has got my first NHL season experience at Rogers Place. And wow, I've never experienced anything like it. They do a phenomenal job there. And the boys played great. I'm telling you, man, like Rogers Place, if you sit there and roll your eyes with some of the stuff they do, trust me when I say it is miles better than a lot of rinks around the NHL and their in-game experience. I think it's got way better over the last few years. 100%. Sign- significantly, everything about it. Obviously, we're all going to say and complain about the concession prices. I don't think they're going away. But you take that away, like the hockey's great. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere in the arena is good. Those guys who play the, um, what are they called? The, the things. Oh, the uh, orange and blue brass crew. Yeah, that one, the brass crew. If you sit in that area, they're really fun to kind of be around. And, yeah, they have uh, a bunch of like little bits they run throughout the game. Yeah. It's funny. So they, uh, yeah, everything about the Rogers place right now. Credit to the entire team that does stuff there. Yeah, they, it's great. And again, you mentioned the concession prices. Even if you want to complain about those, go to any other rink in the NHL. Go to Vegas. Oh my Lord. You can only pay on credit. And as somebody who, didn't want to pay on credit. That was disappointing. Yeah. Like you <laughs> want to complain about a $13 beer at Rogers place. And I think mm. if you go up to the 24 ounce at Rogers, it's 15 bucks yeah. in Vegas, a 24 ounce of Bud Light, 17, 18 bucks American. Yeah. It, it, it was a tough one. I'll be honest. I was ready to get going there. And then the guy told me I couldn't pay cash. I was like, ah, well, one for again. me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alex Neal, Chicago can't really talk about being disrespectful. Great point. Yep. Not a not a bad franchise to do that to uh, anyways. But there were some people on Twitter. I mean, it came from the fringes. In I think it's just people who are just trying to be jerks. We'll, we'll, we'll end it at that. Um, oh, Rusty wants to know who else asked. Someone else. Uh, yeah, Gorgeous George. Oilers don't play until the 7th. Who do you guys have winning the Super Bowl, Chiefs or Eagles? Listen, I, I got my guy Frank from Philly. My boy Low Tide is a diehard Eagles fan. I'm a Bills fan in the AFC. I'm rooting for the Eagles. I really don't care. I don't have connections to either team, but I like the idea of Patrick Mahomes winning again. Really? I don't know. I just think he's going to go down as one of the greats and just to continue to get rings at such an early age. He's got age. two, right? Yes. Uh, one? He just got one? one? Yeah, because he, went to, he lost one oh, to he New lost. England, right? Or was it Tampa? Yeah. yeah. And then, so I don't know, to get back and do it again, like, they're unbelievable. I think they kind of deserve to win. Not that Philly doesn't, but you know what I mean? I like the, I like the story in yeah. Philly, though. So I, I'm rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles in that one. Uh, when, when the odds are up, I think they actually already are. Betway is pretty quick to throw them up there. Is it a pick em or is it close? 
Minus two for Philly. What? I'm surprised they're well, favorites, actually. I guess Mahomes is hurt, technically. Yeah. yeah. Kelsey's banged up, too. Yeah. Mm, we'll see. I, I have a funny feeling, though, public money will push that. Is it? It'll end up pick them. So maybe this is a question you guys want to have an answer to, but we obviously go to Super Bowl parties. You have your own, yep. whatever it is. Is there a game you and your friends play or you have a tradition at Super Bowl party that you take part in? Yeah, like uh, one of those little prop sheets. I don't the have squ- one. Squares? No, not squares, but like uh, you can go on websites and print off like a, you know, how many yards will this oh, player get? Yeah. What color will the Gatorade be? My girlfriend and I always do one just head to head, right? Losers got to like buy a, dinner. Is it like a bingo kind of thing? Uh, not quite a bingo. Like you got to pick. It's like filling out a quiz. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll build one. Maybe we'll do an Oilers Nation every day Super Bowl one. That would be good. Anthem length. Oh, anthem deal. length. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I always use a lot of squares. Yeah, that's so fun. If, if people don't know what it is, you basically just have a you square board and you just write in the squares and then yeah. you draw the numbers, right? Yep. Uh, a square. Troy DeVisser, or was that Troy? No, sorry. It's Blake who's asking, is Stuart Skinner still going to the All-Star game even while sick? You got to remember, they're not, he doesn't need to be in Florida till Thursday morning, Wednesday. Like he has a ton of time to get down there. Um, so he's got yesterday, today, Tuesday to rest up before he's even got to think about traveling. Maybe he skips media day and just goes in on the Friday as well, though. I doubt it. Like he's got some time to get better. Um, I, I fully expect him to be there. If he wasn't, they would have had to name or probably would have had to name his replacement by now. Um, yeah, I, I expect Skinner to be in the all-star game. Uh, what else we got going on? You know what? We got to get into, uh, I totally forgot we're doing this. It's the show after a game, which means we got to do our three big things for our friends at Montana's. And you want to talk about big things. We have a chance for you to win a gift card, courtesy of our friends at Montana's. Flash that bad boy up, Aaron. Follow Oilers Nation on Twitter and Instagram. The post is going to be going out, I think, at some point today. You can win a $25 gift card. And how about this? We have even more gift cards to give away over the next couple of days and weeks here on Oilers Nation. The instructions are up on your screen. You got to like the post, tag a friend, follow the show and Montana's socials. The draw date is coming up on February 3rd this week for the $25 GC. All courtesy of our friends at Montana's, montanas.ca. Check them out. Find out about the daily deals and all that good stuff. My three big things, Liam. Here we go. Number one, this team showed they can bounce back. They looked terrible against the Columbus Blue Jackets. That was an awful hockey game. You are one game away from going into the All-Star break. Maybe your mind's on the vacation. I know a couple of guys like uh, Matthias Janmark, I think, flew back home. He's going back overseas and he was leaving right after the game. The Oilers' big guns are down on holidays right now. Like, you know, there was a little part of me that was like, you can't overlook this Chicago team. And early on in that game, it was tight. But the Oilers just said, you know what? Enough. We got 40 more minutes till we're on vacation. Pedal to the floor. Grind it out, play well. They did exactly that. I like that they showed after a disappointing game against Columbus, you can bounce back with a really, really dominant, not just impressive, dominant victory over the Hawks. Wasn't there a stat that the Hawks are like seven and three in their last ten? They two? were seven and three in their last ten heading into the hockey game. Yeah, so you don't you can't underestimate any team in the NHL, but I agree. It was is it was interesting how hard they went for the whole sixty. Like there yeah. was, ne- they never backed up on any of it, and it makes me wonder when that conversation about Berlin happened. If there was a conversation in the intermission that was like, "Hey, if you get up by four, we'll put him in for the final three minutes." Yep. Something like that. So I wonder if they were rallying. But it was, um, you know, what I love to see, and we don't see it a lot, is when, like McLeod's goal. Yeah. 
and then the buzzer randomly goes off in a ring, I think that'd be such like a fun moment to be in the ring for. Like everyone's just kind of like confused what's happening and then go a little bit crazy. That'd be cool. Yeah, because it happened earlier in the game as well when McDavid slid that one five hole that went off the far post. Yeah. And it was like, ooh, did that go in? And you're like waiting on pins and needles. You're like, buzzer, buzzer, buzzer. Then it gets like a minute after and you're like, God darn, there's no way we're getting a buzzer. And then the McLeod one, same thing, because he celebrated, even though there's no way he would have known if that was in for sure. That was yeah. such a weird angle. Um, but he celebrated, he tried to sell it. And then you sit there and you go, Ooh, give me the buzzer, give me the buzzer. Then it goes and it's like, yeah, you know, we got that one. Um, but yeah, the Oilers showing they know how to bounce back. Like that's one of the impressive parts of this month, I'll say, in my opinion, is like disappointing 5-2 loss to the Kraken to start things off where you were up 2 nothing and you blew it. You bounce back by playing one of your better defensive games of the season against the New York Islanders. Boom, that's good. You get doubled up by LA 6-3. That was really disappointing. You go out in your next two two games, you outscore the opposition 13-2. to two. Disappointing game against Columbus. You bounce back with a 7-3 win against Chicago. Their ability to just not let things snowball in a bad direction this month ties into my second big thing, which was what a month of January it was for this team. Going 8-2-1. Yeah. And, and listen, this team was... On the outside looking in, I don't know if anyone in the comments follows a site like Money Puck, who's kind of always updating the Oilers or every team's playoff odds for the season. The Oilers at the beginning of January were not considered locks to make the playoffs. Far from it. It was a coin flip, more or less. And now you look at Money Puck, they have the Oilers at a 95.1% chance of making the playoffs. And not only that, you want to talk about how Money Puck values the Oilers and their chances of winning the Stanley Cup? They have them at number two in the league. They have Carolina at a 14%, 14.2% chance of winning. Edmonton at an 11.3% chance of winning. And you might be sitting there going, oh, come on. How can the Oilers be you know, considered the second? Look at some of the numbers with this team. They are tied for second in regulation wins mm -hmm. in the NHL. If you go up by straight wins, they're a little bit lower because other teams have won more in overtime. If you go by points, they're a little bit lower because they haven't racked up the number of OT losses that some other teams in the league have. But wins in 60 minutes, I do think that's a pretty important stat. I think it's telling. When you can win games in the first 60 minutes, it is way more impressive yep. than when you need three-on-three three or the shootout to do it. It's part of the reason the NHL has got to restructure the points thing. But the Oilers, as of right now, I believe are a top-tier team in the NHL. And they are primed to add at the deadline. I, I kind of, I love what I'm seeing from them. This month was great. I know, Aaron, you had that uh, tweet from our boy, Bob. We love giving Bob some love on the show. Hope he's having a great afternoon. Uh, but since January 10th, the Oilers rankings, first in points percentage, first in goals for, fifth in goals against, best power play, second best PK, second best penalty kill this month. Mm -hmm. Shows you how important special PK. teams are. They're first and second in shots for and shots against. It, that was an incredible end of the month. It was an incredible month as a whole. This team showing the beginning of the season, that was just a blip. It took them a while to get going. They were dealing with some injuries, dealing with a very, very tough schedule. And now that things have loosened up and they're healthy, this is the Oilers team we were promised in the offseason. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely come together on every level, as you can see there. Like, And that goal is four. That's because depth plays a scoring. Guys are contributing now in so many different ways, and we're not just relying on those four guys. And who got goals Saturday? McLeod got one. Obviously, Kane got his first one coming back. Like, yeah. It was just good to see everyone just involved. And yeah, like like you see in that tweet, like, it's been a very positive month. The vibes are good here in our country, and let's see what 
continue after the all-star break yeah tyler mulek said it's a bit of a cherry pick stat line and it is like randomly starting it on january 10th is a little odd um but even if you were to just start this thing on january 1st and look at the month they're third in points percentage they still have they have the second best power play in the nhl their pk does drop a little bit which i which i think is kind of funny um but like still shots for per game, the Oilers still second in the league shots against per game. I'm doing all this live right now. So bear with me. They're still, you know, pretty much top 10 in the NHL. They're sitting at 11th. Like the stats are still impressive when you look at the month as a whole. They're just maybe not that impressive as uh, when you start on January 10th. Regardless, Oilers are still great. We love to see it. Uh, third big thing. I'm going to, I'm going to actually, no, sorry. Jack Campbell in the month of January is my third big thing. I'm going to leave. I had a negative one that I was going to throw out there. But Jack Campbell, early in the year, we know all about it. We said we don't complain when Campbell's above 900. And he was below 900 against Chicago. But on the month of January as a whole, a 918 save percentage, a goals against average of two, winning seven of the nine games he played in, winning seven of the eight starts he played in as well. Did he win every stop? Because the two games that are on, so he played nine. One of them was a relief, and the other one was oh. that LA game. Yeah, you're right. Two of them were. Uh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, my a, bad. Yeah, he electric. won every start. He won every start. He made seven for seven. We'll run that back. Go from the top. Okay. Jack Campbell was great in the month of January. Look at the numbers here: a nine eighteen save percentage, a goals against average of two, picking up seven wins in nine games. But he was a perfect seven for seven in his starts. You can clip that part, Was Leave the other part out of it. Uh, but Jack Campbell was great. And I think the other layer of this is the context, right? Mm. Stuart Skinner was away for a handful of games, having his baby. Jack Campbell had to play in situations where statistically goalies don't do well. Second straight night, played in both of them, on the road as well, not sleeping in his own bed. The element of travel mixed in there as well, with the second game being the team who at the time was leading your division in points. And he delivered for the Oilers. He was 900 or better in a bunch of those starts to boot. He was great against the bad teams. He came through for them in games against the really good teams as well. Jack Campbell was a $5 million goalie in the month of January. Hell, he was probably a little bit better than a $5 million goalie in the month of January. And he's starting to get things back on track. His save percentage on the season is still 887. His goals against average on the season is still 334. Those numbers are not going to get back to... $5 $5 million level this season. It's just more or less impossible for him to put together that kind of success down the stretch to get him to like a 9, 10, and a 2.8. It can't happen. But yeah. this guy, let's start measuring him from Jan 1 on, right? Let's see what he can do for the rest of the season. But let's look at the back half of this year for Jack Campbell now that he's settled in Edmonton and judge him based off that. Yeah. A few months ago on ONR, I mentioned like his numbers are so irrelevant. Like his actual like stats that you see on the front page are going to be irrelevant for the rest of the season. I think you got to peel back the layers a little bit, open up the book and see what's been happening. And the story right now for Jack Campbell is he's one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. And there's not much dispute in that, to be honest. He's the Oilers have done a very good job of helping him with run support, but also when he's been called upon, he's been difficult to beat. Like you look at those goals against Chicago. Like one of them was a tip in front. Another one was like a two on one. I can't remember the third one, but whatever it was. The Taves one in front, like great pass by Kane, guys in the slot. You're not going to stop that. Holloway had a bad turnover on the third one. And I can't remember the first one to be honest, but whatever. There was a, but yeah, like he's, he's Jack Campbell. Right. So there you go. It was a breakaway. Like they, uh, you have to work hard to beat this guy now where before you could probably throw a puck on that and it'd go right through his glove which literally happened this season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like it's good to see, like we've got a, we've got a dynamic duo now 
at the front with Leon and McDavid, and now in the crease with uh, who we got Campbell and Skinner. I can't remember. Yeah. Soup and Stew. That's what I was trying to think of. There you go. Buy it now on nationgear.ca. Soup and Stew shirt. Yep. Live on nationgear.ca. Uh, I like this one. You guys are just throwing out big positives from the first half of the season. Uh, Troy Devisser, four players going to hit 100 points. It'll be tight. Like, but there is a realistic chance the Oilers have four players hit the 100 point mark in a season, yeah. which is crazy to think about. But Zach Hyman's got 60 and 49. He is on pace for like 95 or 96. I know if you actually go like 60 divided by 49 times 82, he's on pace for 99 points. But because he missed some time, he's not, you don't get to make up those yeah. games. But my point is both uh, Hyman and Nugent Hopkins are on pace for 96 plus points on the season. That's really damn good. And I mean, I, they could do it, man. You got an easy schedule still coming up where you can bank some more points. There is a legitimate shot that the Oilers finish with. <laughs> How about this? Actually, there's a legitimate chance the Oilers finish with four players above a hundred points and no other players above 50. <laughs> <laughs> bit top heavy <laughs> well so you got mcdavid dry hyman and nuge who right now are all at 60 points or better and then you're all the way down barry at 34 is the next one so he is on pace to be a 50 point defenseman nurse is close ish he's on pace to be like a 42 43 point d-man no one else is getting even close to this thing so you could legitimately have four players finish with 100 points and no one else on the roster hit 50 it's impressive I guarantee no one thought that was going to happen at the start of the year. Now look nope. at us. Take that, trolls. Yeah. <laughs> Beginning of the year, one of my hot takes, I think, was the Oilers were going to have seven 20, 20 goal scorers. I had McDavid, Drys, had a Hyman, Nuge. I had McLeod in there. I had Pugliarvi, and I had Yamamoto. What are, how many are going to get? Just well, we already four. have four. The Oilers have four locked up already. Kane could get it. Clem is at nine. Could he score 11 in his final 30-some games? That's tough. That's real tough. He would need a couple two-goal games to get there. McLeod is at eight. He's starting to heat up. I'll say outside shot McLeod does it. I don't think like there's just no one else who's going to be able to. How many I, guys uh, maybe to Evander Kane can do it still. How many guys get to 15? I think Clem and McLeod could both hit 15. Yeah, Clem sure. and McLeod will both hit 15, and I'd what's, say. What's Kane? Is he at six? He's at six. In 30 games, he actually, he yeah. could be a 20-goal guy still. He's got 32 games left. Yeah, I think so. I think that's well within reason for Kane to hit that. Yeah. How about this Minnesota Wild troll? I think it's a lot. Do we even play the Wild anytime soon? I thought we were done with the Wild this year. Do you year. have anything else to do today, sir? But thank you for boosting the algorithm. Yeah. Go watch <laughs> Go watch Daily Faceoff Live from today. We were hyping up your boy, Marc-Andre Fleury. You can yeah. go watch that instead of trolling us in here. Um, Oilers, nine wins versus the Wild in the last 30 games. Now do playoff rounds one. Hey. Ah. Uh, I do like that you guys are standing up for the Oilers <laughs> in the chat a little bit. Keep it respectful, though. Uh, same amount of wild Stanley Cups since 2000. There you go. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. I can't comment that. Oh, boy. You're, you're gone, buddy. You're done. You're, you're getting put in timeout. How about that? Put user in timeout. You can think about what you said. <laughs> You're timed out for the next 300 seconds because for some reason, that's what YouTube says we're allowed to do. Uh, <laughs> all right. Those are your three big things brought to you by Montana's AB. Flash this up again. You can win a $25 gift card. Uh, we're going to have a social contest. Follow, Keep an eye on, because I know you already follow, OilersNation.com on Instagram and OilersNation on Twitter, and you could win a GC courtesy of our friends at Montana's. There was a comment in there. And we've lost it now because of the troll. 
<laughs> but it was something like, you know, a guitar maniacs. Here we go. Only thing, just like Ken got praised for not overreacting to a tough stretch, we shouldn't overreact by changing deadline plans because of a great stretch. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I thought Broberg and Bouchard had a really tough night against Chicago. Broberg specifically made a couple of reads that I thought were mm-hmm. tough and Bouchard just hasn't looked good all season. You still need a D-man. And I'll say that, you know, maybe you don't need, like, I don't, I won't spend a first on Gavrikov. I just really, really think that's uh I, I think that's an overpayment. I think you walk away from that deal not getting as much as you paid for from it. And he's going to get hosed to some extent going after rental players. They'll never look like unbelievable trades in hindsight. I wouldn't do that. I think they need a D-man. That's why I've brought up Kulikov before. I think they really need a centerman. I wouldn't change my mind on that. Jonathan Taves looked great here. And I think he'd look great in Oilers jersey. And we got still just over a month. It's like 35 days or... 32 days until the deadline or some some nonsense like that. Um, I'm going to keep hammering the tapes thing. I think a high-end center who can win you draws, who can play good in his own end, who gives you more lineup flexibility up front is massive for this team. And you need a D-man too. They're going to make a couple of trades. The Oilers are a team positioned with the assets they have to make a splash at the deadline. Um, you know, Tyler Mulek says, Bo and Luke, go get Horvat and Shen. Um, yeah, I mean, even that, right? You'd kill two birds in one stone. I think Horvat's going to be a bit too pricey for Ken Holland's liking. I, I I agree, though. You can't change your deadline plans because you were great in January. If anything, that should fuel Ken Holland to be an even more aggressive buyer. I, I don't think Holland has changed his plans. I think he's just kind of yep. got this idea in his head since September, to be honest. And I think that's just where he's going to remain. I am also on the Taves train with you. Obviously, the Max Domi one. Mm-hmm. I thought he, he played really, really well, honestly, against the others the other day. Uh, those are my two targets. And then honestly, I probably am on the Bo Horvat one. I think if you can get someone like Horvat for the cap hit, they retain a little bit, like just kind of works out nicely in all that sense. Like maybe, and I agree, it's going to be expensive, but I don't know if you say you give up a first or third couple of prospects, maybe you give up a, a Borgo perhaps and whatever it is, like, is that worth it? I would, I would say, yeah, I think it would be. My argument against that is Jonathan Taves can apparently be had for a second or a third yep. round pick. Maybe you're giving up a second and a third and Fogel to make the money work and you're having a third team keep half with that extra third. If Horvat's going to cost you a Giroux kind of package where maybe it's almost yeah. Borgo in a first for him. Yeah. And you're not asking, you don't need Bo Horvat to be your top line center. You don't need a top line center. You could argue you don't even need a second line center that much with the depth you have here. You need a high-end third guy or someone who's just going to be good in your middle six when you look at the way the lineup's kind of constructed here. Are you wasting a Borgo asset on getting a guy like Horvat? Like, is he a luxury you don't need, right? Maybe. If you're sitting here and you're hungry right now and you have two options, right? You need lunch, Lamb. Okay, you need lunch today. Mm-hmm. You want to get some pizza. Ooh. You can get three slices of pizza for five bucks. Or I say, I'll give you a whole pizza for 20, but you can't keep the leftovers. Well, you're probably just going to do the $5 for the three slices so that you're full, save that extra 15 bucks. And that's kind of the analogy I'm going here is, are you wasting assets on Horvat when you don't need that kind of a ceiling, mm-hmm. right? Caves can come in for much cheaper, do the job. You can keep Borgo, use your first round pick on something else. Maybe you do go get a high-end defenseman, whatever it ends up being. Maybe you're just spending too much with no real chance for that to be worth 
the extra investment. My counter argument, I never leave leftovers on a pizza. So I would get full value. You would finish the whole pizza? A hundred percent. That's my girlfriend. She's very frustrated when I do that. (laughs) But either way, I agree with what you're saying. Like, I I think, I think the way I listed those guys and Taves told me all that, probably the order of operations. O'Reilly's in there too, because they're, they're going to sell. Yeah, that's a good one as well. Actually, mm-hmm. like I just think there's there's enough talent out there. The others can go spend a little bit, and I. But yep. defenseman is something they'll need to go and grab. There's no doubt. About totally. That. Peter says he doesn't like giving up Xavier Borgo. Rusty says, would Detroit ever give up Larkin at the deadline, or am I am I living in a fever dream? I don't think so. And again, I don't think he's what this team needs. I, I like Taves more. I like O'Reilly more. Um, Tyler Mulek, Giroux is a 2025 first, a third, and a B prospect. I would send that if Shen was included. And and the prospect as well, I, it was Owen Tippett, I think, who went back the other way. Yeah, it was. So, so someone who had played in the league. Yeah. So what's your obvious. Owen Tippett comparable? I think he had a bit more value at the time than a Pugliarvi. Uh, maybe not, actually. Maybe that's the comparable. So do you go a first, a third, and Pugliarvi to get Horvat? If they include Shen, yeah, maybe, maybe. Just trying to pull up Tippett's numbers, but yeah, I think that's not a bad comparison, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's get to our Betway wraps for the day. Do we have it? Give me that cha-ching. One game in the NHL tonight. I like the Wheeler assist prop. He's got five in his last five games, and it's paying plus money. And the Nick Wheeler shot prop hitting four or five. St. Louis has been bleeding offense, bleeding chances. I think you can take a couple of Jets props today. That's where the value's at. Uh, but Liam, what do you want to talk about on the betting front? I, I got a quick thing on Tippett. I got the stats up. Tippett played in the AHL that season too before he was traded. Oh, okay. So yeah, he probably is comparable to Pugliarvi. 42.6 goals, 14 games in the NH- 14 points in the NHL, 12 games in the American League, 6 goals, 18 points before getting traded. But yeah, I think that's a comparison. But when I, I honestly, I'll be real with you. I thought the entire NHL had shut down for the week and then nope. I realized there was a game tonight. They're splitting it up a little. Yeah, so we're just looking at the Pacific's uh, odds though. So our boy Rick who works with us on Oilers Nation Radio. Yeah. Got the Oilers last week at plus 700 on Betway. It was like two weeks. Yeah, like yeah 10, a couple of weeks. Days, yeah. Yeah. Now the, the autumn favorites to win the division at plus 225. Crazy. Still, if you put 100 bucks on that, that's a good value. So I think it's just a credit to where they're kind of at at the moment. On this, I mean, I think those, any of those top three teams can really go and grab it, to be honest. I wouldn't go past the, like Kings downwards, obviously, like San Jose Anaheim aren't going to do it, but... Plus 225, just kind of wanted to show people where the others are at right now, to be honest. Yeah, I I still think at plus 225, it's honestly decent value. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's not enough. I don't think this will really change a lot over the All-Star break, so you probably have time to think about it if you want to jump on it. But plus 225 is implied odds of 30.77%. Do you remember what they were at the start of the year? I can't remember. They were the favorite. Oh no, they were right. This is about what they were actually. Wasn't Calgary the favorites? No, Vegas was. Right, that's right. Yeah, because when Vegas having in Calgary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's good value. I don't hate plus two twenty five. I would have loved plus seven hundred. That would have been nice. My good bet is that like a month ago, I got McDavid at plus one eighty, plus one ninety to win the Rocket Richard. Count that. That's money. That is. I'm already spending it. Um, I I don't mind plus two twenty five, especially. Yeah, they're plus two fifty to start according to Gavin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look at Gavin roll. Um, Maybe after the All-Star break, we'll give Gavin a mic. We'll see. We'll see. If this McDavid bet hits, we need to afford one. The issue True. is it's money. We can't afford to give Gavin a mic. Um, uh, yeah, you always have an easy schedule. And if they roll through that easy schedule, 
their odds won't get better than this. So if you wanted to jump on them to win it plus 225, $100 bet profits you $225. So it'd return 325. It's a decent spot to go uh, to go get them at. Just one game in the NHL tonight, three tomorrow as well. Just three games in the NHL tomorrow night. They all start at the exact same time. Well done, NHL. Great work, NHL. It's like when they schedule one game on a Friday night yeah. and it's like the 8 p.m. game in California. <laughs> Shout out to our friends at Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. No short for giant game day editions of the show today, uh, but we do need to tell you that if you wanted to get 10% off your clothing order with Sherwood Ford, because they do have some pretty sweet gear, they have an entire department. Their Sherwood Ford parts store is uh, not only do they have the genuine parts needed to keep your vehicle running smoothly, but a giant selection of merchandise, clothing, and apparel. You can get 10% off. Head to their website, 10% off. It ends tomorrow, though, so take advantage of that. Uh, we do have a link in the YouTube description. Also, got to give some love to our friends. That's Star Mechanical before we wrap this up. One of Edmonton's top new home plumbing installers for the past 20 years. Their crews are highly qualified, over 50 plumbers and gas fitters, 35 of which are Red Seal journeymen. StarMechanical.ca, they do 24-7 emergency service as well. The number's on the truck, 780-481-8873, 780-481-Brandon Davidson, Vinny DeHarnay. Yep. So easy to remember. BDVD. Mm-hmm. There you go, folks. Liam got a haircut. Yes. Breaking news. I got called a salad head by our CEO, Jay. Yeah. So that was kind of in a meeting with all our higher ups. Yeah. So it's a wake up call. Figured, you know, it's probably time. A lot of people have liked it. My family really liked it, especially my mom and girlfriend. They've been on it for a long time. And I I think it's good. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But maybe now I won't get a haircut until after the playoffs when Neil is left to stand the cup. That'll be my thing. Davin says, how many goals did Frank get in the Jasper tournament? He went under five, I think. It would have been close. I think he ended with like four. He might have ended with exactly five. I heard he tried to rim the puck around the boards. The funniest thing in the world. So he's never played on a pond before. So like the first game was tough because like there are some cracks in the ice and stuff. You got to yeah. be like mindful of where you're moving at all times. Also, the rink's only like 80 feet by maybe like 25, 30 feet. So it's like small and yep. you play four on four. So there's eight people on the ice. Like you got to be quick. Your decision. And Frank was behind the net. He's only ever played on <laughs> artificial, not artificial ice, but like in a rink yeah. with like good ice boards. <laughs> and he's behind the net and a guy's coming at him and he goes to like throw it around the rim of the boards. And it just goes, it was so funny. It just goes whoop, right into the snowbank. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, you can't get yourself out of danger that way, Frank. Like you got to make a pass. It was funny. Yeah, that is good. It's funny because. I guess in Canada, like everyone's played on a mm-hmm. pond. Everyone knows yeah, it's like yeah, playing yeah. pond hockey. One of the worst parts is putting the puck into the snow because you have to go get it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Frank, maybe next year he'll uh, come back over five and a half goals. Could be the shot prop, the goal prop, yeah. I guess. So, we'll see. a little bit. Uh, Peter King is wondering about Vinny DeHarnay's stick. I know my guy, Tony Barrar, sent oh, yeah. out a photo and the stick is taller than Tony. Um, and he asked if it's legal. So, the NHL actually has like a moving scale of what is a legal stick. So there's like a mark where it's like no player can use a stick this high. But if you measure in officially above, I think it's like six, six or six, seven, then you're allowed to like increasingly go up with how big your stick is. Like Chara, for example, obviously could have the longest stick in the league, but like you couldn't send Cody CC out there with it on a penalty kill. Otherwise it'd be illegal. I think, I don't think players would even want to. That'd be so difficult to play with. There's not that much of an advantage doing it. So, yeah, there it is, a picture of Tony and Avery. What Classic Avery. This is a great photo. Aaron's just sizing it up. That's there you go. so big. It's huge. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's Great massive. Stuff. So he deserves to stick that bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's going to be a wrap on our show today. Betway, star mechanical, Sherwood Ford, Montana's and sports closet, SportsCloset.ca. chiefs and Eagles fans load up on your super bowl gear. Oilers fans, the all-star game gear is in stock as well. Sportscloset.ca, St. Albert Mall, Shirt Park Mall, Kingsway Mall as well. Shout out to everyone who tuned in today. Got over 50 likes. I'm not going to complain about that. Live tomorrow, no show Wednesday. Live from Miami, Thursday, Friday. We'll chat with you tomorrow at noon Mountain Time. Enjoy your Monday, everybody. Thank you.